Hey everyone, welcome to the living room where we have living room conversations and we hope you're also joining us in your own living room conversations about these exact Unless topics. you don't have a living room. Unless you don't have a living room. We Do recommend it in the kitchen. One. It's a good investment. Uh, my name is Gabe Garcia. I'm drinking water. That's drinking water. We have Priscilla joining us yes, as sir. a guest. Is that my water? No, Ray, it's not your That's water. That's your water. And this okay. is Ray Garcia. He's usually here in the back. So. Yes, and but thank God we have our master... Um, sound engineer David he was able to fix a lot of the sound issues we were having with the last not that you guys know that we were having sound yeah, issues or anything yeah, like that yeah we kind of fixed that what sound issues before we sent it uh, okay cool so last week we were talking about God ordained friendships and we went deep sort of as deep as um, 40 I mean 30 minutes allows, allows you to go like into the idea of God ordained friendships I believe that a lot of relationships are God ordained, whether it be long term, whether it be short term, whether it be circumstantial or situational. And what they kind of look like. We touched on Jonathan and David and um, the special bond that they shared, having their souls literally knit together. We see him talking to Saul um, and they're just kind of having discussion. And it says, as soon as he had finished speaking to Saul, the soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David. And Jonathan loved him as his own soul. The which covenant. The, the covenant, um, which is different from the covenant that you see God established with the Israelites. So it's that's the covenant that God would have with his people in the Old Testament. Um, you guys have read of them yeah. multiple times. They would cut a cow in half, um, split it, um, burn it, all that stuff, you know, really throw a party. And that was too significant signify basically that hey whoever breaks this covenant is gonna be cut in half and burnt what you mean cut in half cut in half like down the middle bro is that it's yeah uh, but more of a friendship covenant really really super duper important still because covenants are always important and we got some understanding about the nefesh which is the soul of man when i went and looked into the context of each phrasing of soul there i noticed something really really interesting the hebrew word for soul is nefesh go ahead and nefesh. say it Nefesh. Nefesh. No, nefesh. And also just kind of just it, it was it was really it was really just about their friendship. It was nice. It, it was, was good. good it was good. Yeah. Um and it was enlightening for me to see the different points of view and positions that people have on friendships, specifically you guys. Um because Bro, you didn't know that what I thought about friends before. <laughs> really? Well, obviously if he's saying okay. he didn't. That's, That's not of, really friendly of you. my brother. Right? We're talking that about friendship. I would expect him to know. So, um, <laughs> so something else that we really touched on near the end was, is a toxic friendship or whatever still a God-ordained friendship? Or is it, if it turns into a toxic friendship, is it no longer God-ordained? You know, it's this kind of idea that we battle with yeah. of is everything that is quote-unquote... Actually, I don't know if I want to get into this topic with the way I was going to phrase that. Let me rephrase that. Um, okay. <laughs> that would like open a whole That would have opened the black hole. hole of conversation. So let's just not get into that. But we kind of ended it on a bit of a cliffhanger and we really want to pick it up from then on out. So we're going to go ahead and call this friendship part two. Friendship part Toxic. Two. Is that it? Is that, that it? Very just literal. toxic. Yeah, just toxic. Yeah. Just like mm. a vat of oil. Toxic. I mean, yeah. a toxic. Wait, sorry. Oh, what is have oil that? toxic? Oil. I don't know. I, just, <laughs> I don't know why I said oil. Oil. I <laughs> and the first thing that oil. came to my mind was oil. Southern. Oil spill 2007. BP. Was that 2007? That was BP. Yeah. yeah. We're not going to get copyrighted for Dude, that. Already. We always ask that question. Every time we mention something that's... <laughs> I don't that's, know the rules about You can't about get copyrighted for history. I, I guess so. Dude, I guess Thank so. you, Ray. We're so, allowed to make mistakes. It's our first podcast. Okay. <laughs> 
So toxic friendships. Um, in Spanish is amistades tóxicas. Um, and so I think it's a really interesting topic because we often look at toxic friendships and we get this immediate bad taste in our mouth as people. And it's probably never occurred to you that you might have been a toxic friend at some point. I mean, first thing I think about is the toxic friends that I've had. I mean, also. I think of that one song that was really famous. Toxic? Yeah. Uh, that's is not that mentioned. By Britney yeah. Spears? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Dang. Okay. I was thinking no. bad blood. I don't know why. That was but a, you know what, RJ? You just reminded like me of something. Yeah. We're always so quick to like point out the toxic friendships we've been in, but never look at ourselves, ourselves. like, hey, maybe I've been a toxic friend at some You see? Point. Or maybe that friendship you're in was because of you. Ooh. Yeah. Toxic like because you of the you? Toxic yeah. I mean, the main question person. that Ray asked last time, I liked it. So it was... Um, because we were talking about, sorry, I'm on my phone, it's distracting me. Um, <laughs> but that one time, that no, that one question that Ray was asking about, like, can a toxic friendship still be like guard ordained? Uh huh. So, I'm I'm kind of, I'm still I still want the answer to that. Don't um, think you've gotten off the hook. Okay, so the Gabriel. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not gonna pretend to have all the answers to that, right? But I think it's it could be safe to argue that just because. A friendship causes you harm. It's not toxic, firstly. And just because a friendship is harmful to you as a whole, it doesn't mean that it's not... Like it's not going to serve a purpose? It doesn't... It, yeah, exactly. Okay, um, like I think when you look at God ordained, you really have to look at the world that we live in, which has so much bad in it because of sin. That doesn't mean that God's allowed the sin into the world. But I think God turns every situation that's poorly in our favor like to our favor does that make sense All like the, are working for yeah that one exactly so you understand it's the concept of yeah. so when we're looking at toxic friendship definitions what do we normally see in a toxic friendship um uh i don't know priscilla knows um, i'm pulling up my list so something i speak. personally think is just like straight up toxic is gossip um gossip is gossip. toxic gossip. you see this is why i tell you not to watch gossip girl i it's a good show. You watch like <laughs> <laughs> we do um, not condone the so watching of Gossip Girl. There's that one meme going around the Gossip Girl meme. So, do you, have you seen it? Yeah. No, no, it's so hilarious. Oh, oh my gosh! Um, but there's this verse that really speaks to me in Proverbs sixteen twenty eight, and it says, "A dishonest man spreads strife, and a whisperer separates close friends." And obviously, a whisperer being someone who gossips a lot. C- can you elaborate on like? Strife, because I know it's more than just an issue between t- two people. Strife. When, when you're using that. Like, strife? Yeah. Because you don't see people using strife in everyday conversation. Ooh, I'm you know? glad that you asked me to elaborate on that because strife in its literal definition is angry or bitter disagreement over fundamental issues. Fundamental issues. Word of the day. Strife. Strife. <laughs> okay, so let's look at some more definitions of toxic before we dive deep into that. Okay, so um, I have a list pulled up. Toxic friends don't have boundaries. Ooh. Toxic friends are selfish. Toxic friends are unsupportive and unreliable. And toxic friends leave you feeling trapped and unhappy. Sounds about right. I like all of those definitions. Trapped and unhappy. Sounds like my phone is a toxic friend. (laughs) 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 All of them. Oh, man. man. You know, there was there was some really impo- uh, cool ones that I like that you touched on. The unreliable was that you said? Yeah. Uh, let me see here. Yes, they are unreliable and unsupportive. Unsupportive. Okay, so I think the unreliability unreliability also comes into like incons- inconsistency. 
I messed up both those words both times. It's okay. okay. You nailed it. Yeah. You nailed it. Um, and so I think it's really interesting because I heard this definition of trust that really spoke to me a while ago. And it was that your trust in someone is built on the idea that they are dependable and predictable, which means you don't have to question their nature anymore. Right? So does that mean that being unpredictable makes you a bad friend? No. I think your unpredictability is dependent. Predictable. Okay, what? <laughs> Doesn't make any sense, Ray. Yeah, Gosh, stop talking. If, if you're an unpredictable person, then your friend knows that, and you're predictable to them. Okay, thank you for clarifying. But I'm Ray, trying to answer RG's Ray, question. Are you toxic? What? Are you toxic? Are no. you dependable in this conversation? <laughs> Ray intervention. Uh. So, um, I don't think that makes you a bad friend, like. Per oh, se. I'm not predictable. I can't predict what he's going to do next. I just think that when you're constantly doing things that are in and out of your nature, quote unquote, yes. that puts you into the toxic. Like you're a different person with different groups. A different, different person with different groups. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah, 100%. So, um, right. Gossip, uh, making you feel bad, yeah. talking poorly about other people, undependable. I think those all constitute toxic friendships. Um, and so what we read in Proverbs is that a toxic friendship does lead to strife or bitterness on often occasions mm-hmm. um like with any future friendships that come up like one of the main things well, about bitterness is that it basically forms your opinions of people ooh. in the future like because of the way that you've because of what you've experienced in the past i would say that even including the present because let's say you're a toxic person with this one friendship you have that still reflects on the other ones you have you oh, know on your other friendships, on your other you friendships yeah like the, it, let's it bleeds say, out into everything else. It, it, there's no such thing as this person is toxic, but only in that friendship. Toxicity isn't dependent on the friendship. It's the person, you know, in okay. a way. So um, that being said, I think toxic is really important to refine our definition as we move forward with this. And I consider toxic to be anything that harms a healthy body. Right. Yeah. So. I don't I don't entirely disagree with your statement and I think it's good to have this kind of like different point of view because it's what this is all about we're I having a conversation with you. okay and that's okay um, but like I think there are healthy bodies that are afflicted through unhealthy parts of a life does that make sense parts so, of a life like for example you can be one way I'm one way with you and then I'm another way with my friends yeah um and I don't think that's like in the negative sense but Sometimes I can have a toxic trait, which then puts me in the position of a toxic person as opposed to just being a toxic person in general. What, what, to elaborate on saying, like, if you have jealousy in this friendship, jealousy is a, is a toxic, toxic trait. It's a toxic trait. Is, it, is there conditional jealousy? Uh, to, to say that only... Is there conditional toxicity in a friendship that only appears in one person in one time, you know? I think you'll hit speed bumps because we're all human. And, like, there will be little moments here and there where you could maybe pop up with a little trait as a toxic friend. Mm -hmm. But it's your job to remind yourself, like, hey, I love this person. I care about them, and I want them in my life, and I want to treat them the way that I would expect to be treated. So, like, keeping yourself in check Yeah, keep yourself in check. But, for example, okay, so we talked about a bit before. James 3, 16, where it says, like, for wherever there is jealousy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and evil of every kind. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like if you see a specific trait in someone that is toxic, there's probably more under the surface like, if you guys haven't seen the whole, um, I think it's the conscious, subconscious, id, whole psychology thing, where it shows the iceberg right here, what you see. Oh, I've seen that. And then the like whole rest of, of the it. iceberg is, like, super big. Like, 50 times bigger than that small. Oh, that's wild. So, right, it's like, Titanic. yeah, so, like, you see. <laughs> <laughs> right, we have people that, that 
have families that were probably on that. I don't know, man. But Ancestors. Ancestors. DiCaprio. Slow it down, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> so what happens is that we 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 see specific traits, um, and those those are automatic red flags. Like kind of like, oh, this person is possessive of this specific part of our friendship. Mm. Look out. They could be possessive over so other parts. So I guess what my question people. would be is how do we approach that with like the heart of Christ, like the heart of God towards people with the father's heart, because it's so easy to listen to the, what we've said so far and be like, Oh, now I got to be looking everyone. out for everyone who's toxic. Yeah. I can't be friends with anyone. If they represent a red flag, you know, I'm going to shield myself from society. But yeah. I like kind of Priscilla's response on that. She was talking about um, seeing it from God's point of view, kind of like um, a grace point of view, understanding uh-huh. people. If you want to talk about that a bit more, Pris, since okay. you actually so, addressed it. Uh, basically, put me on the spot, RJ. I'm sorry. No, because <laughs> you, you, you it looked like you, like you had some, you were going somewhere with that. Okay, so um, in right friendships, the goal is to point each other to Christ. And that enables us to keep God at the center of our love for one another. Mm. Um, you must allow your friends not to be Christ, though. In other words, they're not going to always be perfect. They're going to occasionally let you down. You know, you can't put them at the standards of being God themselves. Mm-hmm. So the relationship, the, the focus is to work towards a better relationship between the both of you, obviously, but in your individual walk with Christ, they should motivate you and push you to um, develop, you know, in your relationship with Christ. But it's also understanding that we're not perfect. So you can't expect them to um, reach each expectation that you have for them. They're going to fail you. That's really good. And it reminds me of a scripture we listed out a while ago. It was Hebrews 12, 15. And it says, see to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble, and by it many become defiled. You know, um, we, we've touched on offense in our youth group before at church. We've all probably dealt with offense. Um, RJ Personally, has a yeah. really good understanding of offense in terms, because he's the one who's usually shared on it. he's offensive? <laughs> Because he gets offended. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'm salty all, all the time. All of the above. <laughs> uh, but the, what you said right there, I think that was super profound, honestly, because it reminds us nobody's Christ. All right, We've been called to be like Christ. And being like Christ is extending that same grace to the people who aren't exactly fitting the image all the time. I like that because it gives you a new perspective of where toxicity isn't by itself. It's right next to grace. Ooh. Where you have to grant grace when you see That's toxicity, which That's is interesting. Really dang. I would have seen that. You see, like, like I said, I've been, I'm a salty human being. Oh, at least I was much saltier before. And I would get offended really easily. Anybody that gets offended, they believe that they're in the right because they're the ones that got offended. Of course. So, like, whenever it is that they're like upset, they're like, I have right to be upset. This person was rude. This person was mean. They must die. No, no, Ray, oh. not no. that. Well, yeah. <laughs> not that, but. They'll get upset and be like, yeah, I'm completely justified in this um, and I'm going to stay angry. And that's what I would do all the time. I'd be like, wow, that person upset me. Um, they made a joke about me. Even though it was completely like, whatever. It's literally like like a really um, harmless joke. I'd be upset because it hurt my feelings, hurt my ego, I'd like to say. Yeah, yeah. Because I think we can get really egotistical a lot of times. I kind of just be like, I was burping. Um, <laughs> Have you heard of the uh, soda illustration? We did it for oh yeah, kids, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, church the other day. Was it? Oh. Yeah. Um, where it's like whenever you're in a friend group or with a friend, and one of them says something that hurts you, it's like you holding on to a shaken bottle of soda, right? Mm. And you have one of two options. You open it and it explodes all over the place. You open it quickly. Sorry, my bad. You open it quickly and it explodes all over the place, or you set it aside and just ignore it. 
right? Mm-hmm. Um, and when you set it aside and ignore it, you're ignoring the issue, okay? So that's not the solution to the problem either. And, and then when so you open it really quickly, bad. obviously you, it's, it's gonna explode. So like, it, and and I think we could have gone a bit more into that. For example, soda when you make it, when you shake it, it becomes flat. Same thing, Ooh. whatever. When you ignore friendship flat. and oh, leave snap. it, it just falls flat and kind of just just stays there and kind of just like, oh, this isn't the same thing it used to be. It could have been better, but it wasn't. But when Gabe was saying, when you open it slowly, the slow process, there's a possibility that soda comes flying everywhere. But it's so much more controlled than if you had made a mess of it the first time. Yeah. Okay, but like kind of back to what RJ said about um, being offended about what your friends, whenever they would make a joke or yeah. a criticism. Specifically, you guys. You guys. Yeah, I know specifically. <laughs> you guys I know can be a little talking. rough. <laughs> <laughs> but how about the people that confuse um, the friends that come to them with constructive criticism with toxic because they and don't want to hear the criticism? That, that's another you know? one. I can speak very much on that as well because I, I mean, even now I still have some trouble taking criticism. But I now I actively look for it instead of before when Seeking I would actively conflict? try to to avoid it. Yeah, honestly, I can say that I love conflict. conflict now in comparison to a few months ago. Sorry, not conflict, confrontation. My bad. Yeah, yeah. or yeah, but conflict? even conflict. I mean, it ends up Ooh. being conf like it ends up being yeah. No, actually, no. That's not that statement right. is conflict. Confrontation. <laughs> that was conflictive. No, confrontation. That's the word. Um, because confrontation not only does it clear things up, it also allows things to be maybe like just fixed altogether. Uh-huh. Like, it allows things to be seen in the correct context. In the correct context. Like, I saw this, I saw this, I saw this um, specific thing of about saying, like, whenever you're having a conversation with someone and um, you want to make sure that you're understanding the person correctly, you repeat it back to them, but you don't say, so is this what you're saying? You say, I'm going to repeat it the way I understood it. You tell me if I'm right or Ooh, not. Ooh, that's really good. So I'm like... I've also actually heard it where it's like, instead of you making an assumption based on what you've heard, even though it's so easy to do. Yeah. Um, communication is hard. Everybody understands it, right? Yeah. Uh, and especially when you're on the other end. But something you could always ask is, okay, tell me more about this so that I'm making sure that I understand you correctly. Yeah. Because you know? I think that's the main part. Whenever it is that people would talk to me and tell me something that bothers them about whether I was an action I was taking or whatever, I'd instantly be like, they're attacking my character. That's, I can see I, I'm not okay with this. I yeah. feel that way in yeah. the moment. Um, and, because it's beca- and sometimes it would be just unwarranted. It would be out of nowhere. We're talking about, let's say, um, church. Yeah, dude, I love worship. And it's like, RJ, why are you so salty all the time? And I'm like, that is so out of nowhere. I didn't do anything. No, but I feel like even in a I situation like that, <laughs> it's on the person who's communicating to understand the flow of communication. Um, we like somebody said this the other day, so I took note of it. But it's like we are responsible for the seed that is lost through ineffective communication. You know. So like, explain that. So like, if you as a person are trying to talk to a toxic friend in a sense about a certain specific topic, you have to make sure you're in the right heart space, the right mind space, so that you're not losing any seeds of love with ineffective communication. It's like if you're trying to give someone a clear message, you don't stand like 50 meters away and. And, and whisper it. Oh, oh. Even where they catch a couple it. words and yeah, stuff. Yeah, but you know? with, like, for example, back to the criticism, there is a healthy criticism and there's toxic. Healthy is when you're calling this out in your friend and you're like, hey, I want you to kind of do a self-evaluation and, and see that this could damage Actually, you in the in the future, you know? So in that list that we were talking about also, there was these other ones, like, they're, they like about toxic friends that they're judgmental. Yeah. But then also that they they make you defend yourself. Um, now, obviously, some of us get defensive whenever we get criticized or whatever, but there's a way that people talk to us that is ultimately not really criticizing. It's more attacking. 
us. Yeah. Ooh. And you can see the intention clearly behind the motive of why they're telling you. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Well, yeah, intention is everything. We talked about it in the last podcast, uh, Proverbs 27, 5, 6. Um, I've basically memorized that verse now. By but now, at this point, dude. At this point, I've just been like reading it over and over right. again. Straight out the dome. Because it comes up all the time. An open rebuke is better than hidden love. Um, wounds from a sincere friend are better than many kisses from an enemy. Yeah, that's, that's off that's the dome. Good. Like, yeah. uh, somebody write that down. <laughs> Jeez. Like, I think Ray, my, we don't need to write it down. Ray has a memory. Yeah, Ray. Like, Ray, sometimes, <laughs> Proverbs, sometimes you go. say Got stuff you. that's really out of pocket, Ray. Then other times you drop this. And I appreciate you for that. <laughs> I feel like that canceled everything else. Everything you else you said. <laughs> when did you get this phone case? Um, and so I think that oh, the nice. just to touch back on your question in general, there, there's going to be people who take criticism, there's people who don't. That's always how it's going to be. And you can usually measure someone's heart behind them wanting to grow based on the criticism they take. Uh, there was this... Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. So um, I, I stand by there, that. Was, there was a story I heard um, in school, even though we're all online classes. Like it was during an online course. I woke up. I was like, hey, look, my class is going on. So I clicked on. And it was this guy, um, super smart guy. I wish I remembered his name. Uh, but he was talking about this guy who used to train golfers. Right? And oh, sorry. Quick thing. By the way, we're not going to be mentioning names directly anymore. I know we did in the past podcast, but we're trying to keep away from using direct names for whenever we're... Unless they're famous. Unless they're famous. Dennis. Yeah. Continue. Game. Golf. Um, so this golfer guy, he starts training with this dude. And by the end of the training session, he was like, you know what? Um, I'm so impressed by how receptive you are. You have no idea how many people will hire me just so they can argue with me. And A I'm, trainer. A trainer, right? Okay. Um, and so I think we kind of look at that same mentality when it comes to friendships. Like, you have no idea how many people look for friendships just so that they can find encouragement in whatever it is they're doing as opposed Ooh, to constructive so criticism. That hits hard. Dang. Right? Because we've all done that at one point. Yeah. You know, we have an enabler, in other words. But, you know, in terms of our walk with Christ, we need to look for someone that's going to call us out on what we're doing. Amen. You know? That was good, Gabe. That was really good. No, because, uh, like, seriously, it also speaks a lot about your personal character. If whenever somebody brings up something that's an actual concern, yeah. that your first thing to say is, like, nah. Obviously, be offensive. And the thing is, yeah. when you re don't receive things like that, you're, to say it simply, you're wasting time. You're wasting the person that gave you the charisma time, and you're wasting your own time because you're not learning, you know? Okay, so you're what do you do when you find yourself in that situation? Because we talked about boundaries. doesn't yeah. respect boundaries. Um, and... I think that's a topic that a lot of people have questions about. What's a boundary? What's it look like? And how do we respect the boundaries that our friends set? And how do we set our own boundaries? That's interesting. The only boundary set that matters is the one you communicate clearly. Okay. In, okay. in a way. Uh huh. In a way. Because you can say, oh, they should have known that boundary was there, but you never told them about it. Know. You never expressed you never it. Them. Did you communicate it? Exactly. Was there a wall? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So... What about the people whose perception on boundaries is kind of like, oh, like if we're friends, there shouldn't really be those kind of boundaries. Like, do you think that's toxic? <laughs> toxic. <laughs> that was then so you quick. set yours. No, dude, I'm serious, bro. I'm serious. No, it's, it's kind of like, in, okay, In go, a way, go. you set your own yeah. to that point because boundaries have to be both ways. Listen, if you just live your life building off of the fence that the neighbors put, then you're never going to have your own backyard. If that makes Wait, sense, I, I, <laughs> okay. I think I, like, I, think I know I what you're saying. Yeah, <laughs> like you know, interesting analogy. It's it's interesting That's because one tall fence. <laughs> <laughs> no, because like yeah, no, it's it's kind of like I'm I'm so crazy about, um, because I I consider myself a good friend, 
And I don't I don't think I'm like intentionally all speaking highly of myself or whatever. I uh-huh. say I consider myself a good friend because while it is that I'm not always going to be done every little single thing um, that you text me for or whatever, I will try. I'm not super involved, like super like I know every single thing that's happening day to day. David over here. It's um, dumbing him down. He's like <laughs> his. OK, here's an actually a really good explanation or example. Shoot. David and I, we don't hang out all the time. Uh-huh. We hang out actually very rarely. Like, usually because he'll text me and be like, hey, bro, you free? Let's hang out. I'm normally not one to go ahead and text people like, hey, dude, you free? Let's hang out. Mostly because I always... Toxic. I always find... <laughs> Stop, <laughs> I know. I, know. I, always, I always find myself, how do you call it, Um, either doing something like... You have different wasting. schedules. I have very... Uh, my schedule is very free-flowy, and it's not set. Um, so It's like the ocean. So, like, for a, long time, for a long time, David's schedule is very much work. And being able to see Priscilla. And I had no problem with that. We talked about the center of his on, universe. Yes. They're about to get married. I mean, it better be, I would right? I hope so. <laughs> JK. So, Jesus. You, you mean Jesus? Jesus. <laughs> Jesus? No, but like um, for a good amount of time, David was working. And um, whenever he had free time, he'd go visit Priscilla. And we had our time was usually on the weekends. So whenever it is that everything kind of like like would culminate and come in, like we'd be able to hang out. It felt like um, as if we never stopped talking. It's like our our week. We felt like, oh, bro. Like I know we haven't talked in like a week, two. Yeah. But it it feels so like it was healthy. Were, it was healthy. I believe David was it healthy or is he over here like rotting he, over he there? Nodded, like, yes. no, this, he nodded. Yes. He nodded. He nodded. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but the <laughs> thing is that um, not everybody understands that about me because I'm very friendly and I'm very open and I'm very chill and I open myself up very um easily to people. Yeah. Um, I I tr- not because I'm trying to like literally put my whole life out there, but yeah. because um. When it comes to to and that's probably where I have to also uh-huh. some boundary stuff like I, I don't, you can't tell everybody everything right but I will be out there and I'll be interacting a lot with people and um I'll, sometimes I think people might misconstrue that and saying oh this guy wants to talk all the time because right. I'm very talkative in person and very like, that's like cool. right and I think you touched on the advice that you were given on the last one as well yeah in terms of like on um, uh, communicating the value in friendships and yeah. stuff like that um and so that being said. I think it's. I think Priscilla, wait, Priscilla, like what's up? Ready yeah, to say no, something. No, you go ahead and finish. Okay, so that being said, I'm kind of curious. What do we do now? We've given them all the like. We also what's just, toxic? What's we've, not? Yeah, we've discussed what's toxic, what isn't, what it kind of looks like, some of our own experiences. So, what do we do now? How do we maintain a healthy positioning? How do we maintain the love of God towards another individual while communicating like, "Hey, this needs to change," or "This is what my boundary is." Okay, so then this question goes into that. What RJ, what he basically just showed right now, shows a lot of maturity in that friendship, which mm-hmm. means you, know, so you don't constantly need That's to be on the first. phone and texting to know that the friendship exists. Yeah. What about the friendships that if you're not constantly on top of them, they feel like the friendship no longer exists? Is that, does that fall into toxic? Uh, like I the would... constant need to be babied and the constant need to... So I think you really have to look at the heart behind it I think there are circumstances that put people in positions where they act a certain way unconsciously. I think if we ever look at ourselves, or if we, I, I tweeted it a while ago, but if you see yourself about to judge someone else for how they are, just imagine that you might have been the same exact person if you that's had been in those circumstances, yeah. right? So we look at it from a position of grace. I think that's the only way we can look at it because otherwise we're not going to know how to deal with it. But so, in, in the list here of, to- of yeah. toxic traits, it says that emotional dependence. Right. So what you're looking at there is this, Emotional dependence comes from a place of self-serving. 
I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's because you look at someone, you see what they have to offer, and you want all of it. Well, oh, okay. I see now, I know that we talked about a bit about like looking in friendships for what you can offer them and what they can offer you because yeah. you want friendships that will bring good to you. Obviously. But when all you're looking for in a friendship is what they can offer you and, and not asking yourself, what can I offer this person? Yeah. That's taking that's, iron sharpens iron out of context. That's right? Right? And that's the thing. Um, everybody has like things to do. You know, it's it's not to say, hey man, I don't have time for a friendship. But everybody has their day to day. Everyone has their day to day. Everybody has multiple friendships. Mm-hmm. Um, well, maybe not everyone. Some people have limited friendships. And when you're looking into taking that part of the energy that they haven't to say put into that friendship, then you're maybe passing some boundaries that they put at the beginning of the friendship. Okay, you know? so like you mean like the energy that they invest into the friendship and then they're expecting that same exactly. Return? Second law of thermodynamics states all energy that's transferred is irreversible. Okay, so so, so, so what does this mean? Let's say, look, I put some, I take my phone, I plug it into a charger, and it starts charging. You all the energy that, that goes into that phone cannot go back to the port or to the charger cable. Uh-huh. It stays there. Or all the energy I put in, all the energy that RJ put into his friendship with David stays with David. That's why the relationship is strong. Oh, now it's bound kind of together. Okay, okay. All okay. the energy that David put into RJ stayed with RJ. So it, that's that's bonds of energy being created right there. Now, when you're taking one person's energy and not giving yours, there's one strand holding it instead of two, and Ooh. you're just leeching off of them. Okay. It's parasitic. I quit, Ray. You can do this. Ray, oh, got these drop the mic. That was good. <laughs> drop the mic. No, no don't Thank actually. Don't <laughs> <Okay. laughs> So oh, that's good. I okay. like that. So I think this brings us back to boundaries. How how do you communicate it as a friend? How yeah. do you? What kind of boundaries should you be establishing in your own life? I think the best way to begin is just kind of ask them, like, hey, what are some boundaries that you would like to see in your friendship? Like, start with them first. Put them first. Uh-huh. Kind of see, like, what what is it that you expect from me as a friend? Um, what are some things that are no-nos for you? Um, I don't know what boundaries you guys have put within your own friendships. What are some that you guys have put? Um, I think... Th- in my Go case it. specifically, it's very difficult because it wasn't it wasn't much that I would set boundaries. It's more that I just didn't care. Uh-huh. It was it was it was weird so to you say. You were a bad friend. Because you, okay. you remember through. that stage, right? Yeah. I know David remembers that stage. Um, because the thing is that it was kind of like I didn't really care if we hung out or not. I just kind of like okay, we'll see each other on the weekend. Whatever. I think it's because you were going through your own thing. As Everybody, well, it, it's kind it's kind of a maturity thing that you're growing into. Because there's obviously a point that you can be investing in a friendship. Um too much but then there'll also be a point where you're just not investing at all yeah. something and that i i always establish in my friendships like even sometimes before the friendship fully forms is that i'm not a texter okay i don't text much mm. same you won't find me texting first I many times sometimes i won't reply um, i'll read it and forget i'll read it and forget this there i'll yep. type out a message and forget to send it stuff like that and like all the friends i have now understand that yeah, um, and that's because it's something that's been communicated, even though it hasn't been word for word. Exactly, it's just something that yeah. you because you grow with people, you learn about people. That's a good one, right? Right, and yeah. that's like, like things like that, that you kind of get into. What are some other, for example, you? Because I know that you're really good with setting like boundaries with your relationships, oh, thank with you. your oh friendships, my God. I like that. I've never considered myself really good at that, but um, um, <laughs> no, it's because Gabe. If anything, Gabe's the one that's like more like out there talking with people and so having Gabe is the most social. social out of all of us. If there was a competition in the world, Gabe would win. Yeah. Like, okay. No, no, no. Cap. <laughs> He's like a butterfly, but bigger. So, honestly, it's for me, it varies person to person. 
uh, just because I don't want to pretend that I have a certain level of trust or communication with someone if I don't have it. And I'm going to operate within the frames that we have. So if you're a friend of mine and you hit me up at two in the morning and I don't feel like answering your text, I'll send you a message the next day and I'll tell you, hey, sorry, I was busy. But I'm really com- good at communicating, I think, when I'm busy and when I'm not um, and when I can hang out and when I can't. Yeah. And I've, I've told several of my friends, honestly, it's a wonder that I have any friends because I know I seem social because I am social, but I don't have time to hang out with people often. I would like, just like to say something before you continue on that thought. Just in those situations, that's what Gabe said. That's the ideal thing to respond with. I'm busy. Try not to lie to your friends that you have when you didn't have time to respond to them or something like that. That's Be straight toxic. Up. Be okay? straight up. Just, Be straight um, up. And I think when you love people, like when you love people well, they know. And you don't have yeah. to. And I, I tried. I do my best to communicate like, hey, I appreciate you. I value you because of this. Um, I care about you. Hey, you're so lovely. I like the word lovely a lot, so I use it often. Like, hey, now we know. honestly, I think now this is understand. so cool about you. Um, oh, yeah. If your friend ever has to think about the fact, does this person love me, then you're doing it wrong. Yeah. I, and, and, I, and I think that's really it. It's about communicating value. Um, and your value will then communicate boundaries as well in certain areas. I feel like my boundary that I've had to learn um, throughout all these years, you guys have seen my process within like my own life. Yeah. Um, I've had to learn communication. Like I'm the type, I was the type of person that would really believe that my friend would understand what was going through my head, and I didn't have Ooh. to kind of explain like, yeah. "Hey, I'm upset because of this," or "Hey, I expected He's telepathic. this." Yeah, I I don't know what I was expecting or thinking of of my friends, but shout out to them for putting up with me. Right. But um, <laughs> I've learned that throughout the years that communication is literally key. Quick you know, and that's something that I've learned within my friendships to just put it out on the table. Hey. Um, specifically my BFF, she knows that. <laughs> uh, we're very good with like telling each other, "Hey, you know, I didn't like that you said that," yeah. and we cut it right then and there. You guys Ooh. address it right. Yeah, there. we so want to address things immediately. I, I I wrote this down a while ago, and it was the friendships fall apart because friends don't address certain issues. And the reason you guys have maintained friends as long as you are, because you address those issues. Address the issue before it becomes a problem. Yeah. Ooh, that's good. Like, okay. I love this talk and everything, and I and I might be missing if we have addressed it yet. But did we address the question that was initially? Are toxic friendships still sometimes God ordained? Does God ordain toxic friendships? Like, or is it just that that we're it's in the wrong it's in the wrong point? Wait, no, David, you're gonna have to Hold come up. over here. One second. Wait, David. we need to give you a microphone. Gotta give him a mic. We, gotta, we can't hear you. We can't hear you. <laughs> He's <laughs> here, real quick. Like, I think it's more of like. Uh, and everything that you've come across with is obviously part of like you know your life, and God has obviously put that in in your way. But I definitely think that everybody goes through different seasons of their life, and even though you may be in a season where you're you know everything is good for you, a friend might be in a season where they're in need, and Ooh, you may feel good. like they're toxic because they're pulling from you and they're pulling from oh, you, man. but you don't you don't understand their season. So what happens is that you may confuse that like their bad season with toxicity. Ooh. And when in reality, God maybe put you in your in their life in that season to help them out of that season that they're Dang. in. Mic drop. Dang. That's okay, your so fiance, you Priscilla. There you go. I mean, <laughs> y'all see why I'm marrying him. <laughs> why wasn't he in this podcast? Like, to, like He could be the next Vegas. <laughs> we, need, we need to invite him, honestly. So I think the general consensus is that maybe a toxic friendship could be um, ordained by God if you're going to also learn from it. Like it yeah. serves a purpose in your life to yeah. learn. I've seen it put like this and it's that, yeah, I'll give the go right next. Um, but I've seen it put like this because 
you can be helping a toxic friend, but if that's draining you too much, it's okay to take a break. It's okay to take some time for yourself and be like, hey, um, breaks are good. I know, like, don't feel that just because you're not there for that every single moment that they need you, that you're a bad friend. You're there when you can be. And that's all right, too. And that's what matters. Remember, it's not always about quantity time. It's about quality time. And if they're there when it matters, that's what's going to make the difference. Don't pretend that every single situation or melt. You just have to remember the toxicity contaminates. Yeah. So you got to. Also, Deal be wary it. of your mental energy and everything that where your yourself and your energy is going. I guess. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you can't help them if you <laughs> yourself are not in a good place. Yeah, and if that friendship is taking you to a place where you're no longer stable, then evaluate. Abort the mission. Evaluate. Abort. Evaluate. Abort. Abort. It's like but pouring yeah. toxic materials into a toxic barrel. It's like maybe this will help. <laughs> oh, GC. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Um, I think for the most part. That's good. Yeah. And so kind of to close off, guys, whenever we look at toxicity, we can't look at it from the mindset of a human. We have to look at it from like a place of love, grace, a place of grace. You know, don't look Um, at it as someone that hasn't experienced God grace in your personal life. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And see how you can be Jesus to them, but also like exercise wisdom, seek counsel, seek accountability in all your friendships. I think this is a good way to wrap up our friendship talk in general and we'll probably mm-hmm. touch back on it some other time, maybe some more specifics because we're still learning, we're still young and there's so much more that we can develop and learn from. And with that, I want to thank you guys for joining us in the living room. We hope you guys are also in your living rooms having conversations of similar magnitude, of similar importance. Thank you. And a big it, word. <laughs> magnitude. 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 And magnitude. honestly, uh, this has been fun. We're in the living room. Um, (laughs) We are in the living room. So we'll see you guys next time. Next time. See y'all.